Okay. We're recording. Wow, we're back. It's like we never left. It's like riding a bicycle. It's like for all of our um, active listeners, getting so many yeah. mail, so many emails. Like, where have you guys been? I think they're impressed with our consistency. <laughs> our our leg legitimate um, idea of thinking that we have relevancy to speak about. Hey man, you disappeared though. That's part of that's part of uh, this whole thing. We got to talk about your disappearance. Okay, I'm I'm willing to be vulnerable and open about it. <laughs> should we for should we have some like conversational foreplay before we dive in, or is that not? Yeah, like yeah, this? sure, sure, sure. So uh, July twenty third. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a weird month. What do you get, what do you think of this month? I think this month has been like mad intense, you know, it's been energetically um, kind of crazy. What about for you? You know, it's so funny. It's been really consistent for me. Wow. Yes, but it's also been extremely boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the movie Groundhog Day? Yeah. 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 That's my life. I <laughs> I saw this really great, uh, like New Yorker cartoon. Uh -huh. um, let me just pull it up because I'm gonna completely, uh, I'm gonna botch this, but it was so good. So it's it's like two guys sitting around, and, and the caption is the uh, the apocalypse movies never mention all the sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, facts. There, there is a lot of sitting. A lot of sitting around. It's a, it's a lot of sitting. Yeah, you know. I'll say too much, too much sitting around. I, I wonder if anyone's ever done a study of, of like the span of sitting in one life, lifespan. Because it must be a lot if you think about it. Well, I have this wearable technology now that tells me how inactive I'm, I'm being. <laughs> you mean a Fitbit? <laughs> No, it's this thing. It's a uh, aura. The, it's the you never heard of the aura? It's a what ring. What the hell is that? It's, it's 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 what all the NBA players are wearing in the bubble. What? Yeah. What is that? Is that's like kind of creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, you can see like the inside. It's got like sensors in the middle, and then it connects to your app, and it tells you, gives you some like, I don't know, pretty raw metrics. Why are you putting your mask on? <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna breathe in some weird Illuminati thing seeing a ring like that. It's very like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you got like you're frightened. You're frightened by it. Wait, so what so what is it? It's like a it it's just measures aura. your Yeah, so I'll give it's basically for those of you listening, um it gives you a daily update on your sleep patterns on your okay. your heart rate variability on your uh your pulse rate it doesn't take your temperature but it does track changes in temperature which to me is kind of fucking useless you know so what have you learned from wearing this ring oh and it also measures uh, uh your your like caloric burn shut up it does like How's so my possible? exercise 
when it acts, when I exercise, it knows I'm exercising and it tells me how many calories I burn. But what if you're like just running away from like a, a robber? Well, I would presumably also be burning calories <laughs> when running away from aforementioned but, robber. But, but that's like next level RL where they know that you're frightened and then they'll call 911 for you. Oh, you, you're on some like uh, Gattaca shit there. Oh, that's such a good movie. Such a great movie. Um, yeah. Wait, so so so, what have you learned? How many calories do you burn a day? Uh, so my uh, my target. This is so fucking boring. Um, basically, I, I get I twenty. It. I get I get two thousand calories a day. Is like you know my stay even. So I can do no exercise, and if I eat two thousand calories, then I'm like neutral for the day. So when I do exercise and I get a few more hundred, you know, so it kind of quantifies this for me. Okay. But my point is like, does it like, are you sleeping better with it? Like has- It makes me more conscious of it. Like my sleep hygiene is improving because it kind of gamifies like thing, you know, your health. You're like, oh shit, I only got a, like this morning was like, your readiness is 76 out of a hundred. Mm. And that's like, that was like down from 83 a couple of days ago. So I'm like, Ooh, man, I better get that back up. Wow. This is not for the type A. Nah. Like those that are like super competitive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just like, fuck my sleep score must, must raise my sleep score. And then yeah. here you are like overly anxious, trying to fall asleep early to raise your sleep score. And now you're more stressed and you have less sleep. You know what? You're right. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. He just threw it. <laughs> You're like, no, wow. wait, it costs too much money. Let me bring it back. I know. It costs like a couple hundred bucks. Why did I do that? Um, anyway, that's interesting. So, so yeah, tell us about your, uh, your, so yeah, so it was, July is pretty much of a groundhog's day. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but I have been doing a fun, like personal 21 day challenge where that. where i learn new stuff and it's been so fun even though i've been sitting around so well, i've been discovering around. i've been discovering new things but sitting around okay so give me some highlights of things that you've discovered oh my god so i went into a really dark black hole on tiktok oh, well not on the app but about tiktok Oh, that's kind of meta. Yeah. Well, it's about that. so, okay. So like, do you know that TikTok has houses? It's like, it's like fraternities. Imagine like fraternity sororities for TikTok content um, people, but they're all in the age group of like 15 to 20. And they live in these mansions in LA and they have like a house mother. It's almost like, you know, like, like the drag scene, like houses, they have like a mother that wait, like, wait, wait. It, these are not virtual houses. These are no, no, no physical. They literally fly in and live. It's like, up, it's like the real world. <laughs> it's like the real world for TikTok users. It's insane. There's like multiple houses. So I guess it's like all about how many um, subscribers you have. Is that, what do you call it? Subscribers? Follower, followers. 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 TikTokers. And, followers. Um, and they need to at least produce at least like four TikTok videos a day. And if you don't produce enough, you get kicked out. 
It's fucking insane. It's, it's like crazy. Sur- Survivor meets the real world. Yes, and they're like, it's else. <laughs> something else. And then they have like different names. Like there's like the like the hype house, and there's like House of Shade, which is like for like black content creators. There's like the LGBTQ friendly houses, and then, and then they fought like you know people follow these houses. Sounds like <laughs> that movie Warriors from the seventies. Yeah. Okay. See. We already know we're both extremely old. That was some like, shit right there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Even Warriors is old for, for me. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that is that was really interesting. And that um, the most, this, this, the most popular TikTok girl, this girl, her name is Christina de whatever. She's from Connecticut. She's 16. And she has 78 million TikTok followers. I think I saw her on one of the late night talk shows. She's Didn't she just come out with a song? Like she had a song that's now like got produced into a full song. I don't like know. She had some it's TikTok just, thing that now got produced. I don't, yeah. It's really awful. And then um, guess oh, what Sad country? Girl. Was it the Sad Girl? Not that. I feel like okay. we need like a go-to Gen Z person for this podcast. Like we just yeah, like we dial somebody. There's Sacha, man. Yeah. Oh, she yeah, she knew all about it. It was really sad. Um, so yeah, so I learned that. I also learned. Um, I learned about the dolphin dance, which is like a new dance craze on TikTok where you act like a dolphin. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's 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 a thing. I also learned that um, you, if something is dope, like, you know, like, yo, that's dope, you have to say it's fue. Fue? Yeah, like fuego, like, yo, that's fue. Fue? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else did I learn? I also learned that, um, that India is, has the most TikTok users. Really? and India recently just banned TikTok, so pff, fucked. Yeah, that's not good for market share. <laughs> fucked. And I'm but pretty then, sure TikTok is, you know, it's a Chinese company, so it's stealing all our data, da 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 da. So yeah. Wow. So how do you if you're an Indian kid, you know, like you're if you're a twelve year old like Indian kid, what do you do? You literally can't get TikTok or is it, or like they figure out the way around that, right? They must use like- I mean, I'm sure these yeah. Gen Z kids have like some secret black web internet provider. Yeah. yeah. Some like weird IP address from like Sweden. Yeah, Sweden, yeah. It's gotta be Sweden. Yeah. Somewhere in the Nordic. I also, learned that, I also learned that Finland has open, um, open, open open door prisons oh wow but it gets cold that seems a little cruel no it's just, bro, during the winter the, months. no it's like i know no it's yeah. yeah yeah it's pretty yeah, cool it, it's yeah so it's like yeah it's like it's kind of like um rehab kind of like living in a tiktok mansion yes but different but but definitely different um, what else did I, what did I learn yesterday that was interesting? Oh, yes, cars. I learned about cars. Okay, cars, what would you learn about cars? Okay, 
it was it was interesting. I went in a black hole on the Bugatti. Okay, okay. see, this is this is what happens when you don't have a guest. Yeah, I now, know. Now we're going to talk about a Bugatti. But oh. did you know that the Bugatti, the Bugatti Chiron, which is um, a $3 million Bugatti. Chiron? Oh, it's, it's the fastest Bugatti, and it can go up to 300 miles per hour. Dude. I mean, they need, they need to work on their branding a little bit. The also, Chiron? Or Ch- Chiron? 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 Chirac? Oh, oh the Ch- Chiron? Okay, yeah. The Chiron? The Chiron? So anyways, so that, that, so yeah, so I've been doing these like little um, new discoveries. Wow. I'm wickedly proud of your your development, like all the things you're doing to better yourself. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, I uh, disappeared into the wilderness. So what what triggered it? Did you plan this? Was it like an Airbnb escapade? No, I I needed to get away, man. I'd just been kind of like, you know, for me, a person who travels a lot, this has been a challenge for everyone, I know. Um, but, you know, I mean, whatever. People are dealing with, like, you know, kids and this shit. So I'm, I don't have to deal with that. But I did get to a point where I was like, I just want to see the outside world to, like, just feel like I'm being mobile and just, you know. Something Not sit around? Me. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was trying to improve my score on Aura. You know. um, <laughs> so I... Uh, I got a ride, uh, one of my business partners has a client who has a private, you know, like a Gulf Stream or whatever. So we, they were flying up to Georgia and I hitched a ride and then I just rented a car and I just like drove through the South. What? Yeah, yeah. Just um, on the whim? Just on the whim, man. So I went to, um, I went to Asheville, I went to Knoxville, I went to uh, Charleston. Uh, where else did I go? I, I went into the Smoky uh, Mountains. Um, I went into the Black Mountains. It was kind so of dope. Where, where did you stay? Like in, you know, the, every in your day, car? Every day I made a snapshot decision which town I was going to go to. And then I just found a hotel and went there. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there and then, was there a moment then during these weird like just like an unending road trip that you're just like this could be my life like I'm just not coming back? Nah, you know why? Because it was it was like cool for the first couple of days because I was hiking a lot. Yeah. And then I decided to like stay in some cities and stuff, and that wasn't fun at all because it, it was like cities are not fun right now. Cities are yeah. fucking horrible to be in because they're they're just a reminder of the world we live in. They're like so. I, I at some point I was like, Ugh, I'm done. You know, I went to Charleston and everyone was still like going to bars and hanging out, and I was like, I'm not like that's just, that's just reckless. So I got my car and just drove back to Miami. Um, Whoa, and, yeah. So do you feel better? No, I feel worse. Because... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I'm glad, glad, I'm glad you guys are chocolate. out um, But yeah, no, I feel worse. And the reason what? I feel worse is 
Well, because I think like it really dawned on me that there's nowhere to go. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. You mean thing, in the continental United States? Yes. Yes. That it just felt like it brought, you know, when you're like living in your own little bubble for a few months, you feel like, oh, when I leave the bubble, like it's going to be fine. Then you leave the bu bubble and you realize it's not fine. It's hella fucked up out there, you know? But don't you think it's also like another giant bubble within the bubble of a bubble? Like, aren't uh, we just like, like a giant Russian dolls of just like bubble, bubble, bubble? Like, yeah, okay, well, like, so where do you go? Okay, let's say whatever, like Greece. You can go to Greece. Greece is open. Okay, cool. You're like in Greece. And then, then what? And you're like, oh, this, yeah. this is boring. Back home, bubble. I need to get better clients that, that'll fly private to Greece. Uh, I can only get the Georgia, the Georgia trip. Um, but no, my point is saying it doesn't matter like where you go, you're still in the bubble. You're, we're always in a bubble, correct. Correct. But that, yeah, but the, the bubble biggest is, bubble then is within your brain. Yes, I, I know that. I know that. I know that, that that's, it's, I'd say it's less of a bubble than it is like a kind of a concrete encasement, you know, like, um, and I think it's become, it's, I don't know, I actually felt my brain's not as elastic as it was, you know, at, during part one of this fucking well, pandemic. Well, this is why I did this challenge. For because... a neuroplasticity? Yeah, and also just like, you know, sometimes you have to like discover new things that you're just like, whoa, like that was fucking cool. And right. here you are in your home, in your two, 2,200 square feet, whatever, you know, space. And you feel like, like, yo, this is not that bad because you're learning new things. Like the other day I discovered... Um, this woman, Jana Levin, Levine, I believe her name is. She's like an astrophysicist. Like she's a um, professor at Columbia. And dude, like what the f fuck? Like I'm now realizing that if I had to do my life all over again, I think I would have been a physicist. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if you because really want to, yeah. if you really want to go there and just get lost, let's just talk about the universe. So you feel like you, the the playground of your mind would be a lot more fertile if you are an astronaut. Well, it just it's just so big. You know what I'm saying? It's just at unending. Like if you really think about how minutia we are in comparison to like just our placement in this tiny, tiny like. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes- It's still like, just a bubble gotta, though, right? So this is what's really interesting. She has said, because the theory has been that the universe is infinite, yes. right? Yes. But actually she claims it's not, it's finite. Well, wait a minute. People have been saying that the universe is expanding or contracting. So, so how can it be infinite if we have notions of expanding or contracting 
her whole point is it's all about where your perspective lies. So like, you know, if we're talking about 300 years ago, everyone just assumed that the world was flat, right? No one has, no one has actually thought about it being that we were part of a bigger cosmos. And so her whole theory is based on the fact that the universe is one giant bubble. And there are just multiple bubbles. If you think about it, why is the circle always constantly in nature? Like the atoms are circle, planets are circles, black holes are circles. So if, if, if that's the case, the universe is a giant circle, which means there's borders, there's boundaries. As I make okay. a circle with my finger, Okay, just no. because you're making a circle your finger doesn't really prove the point. Um, and just because things are circular, I don't understand why that means. I mean, I do believe that there is alternate um, universes and realities and all that. But I guess I just have to read her work. Yes, she has, she has some interesting works. But anyhow, I did do, I was in an interesting, like I discovered this woman and then I started reading her stuff and it really kept me busy while I was sitting okay. around. Well, I think that's rad. I think that's cool, man. I think, you know, I think that if you can create interest in your life, then, you know, you can, like, for example, I, um, I got lost in the work of Viktor Frankl, you know, the, yeah. the psychiatrist. When I was, when I was, what's that? Uh, meaning of man? Meaning of uh, man's search for meaning. Meaning, yes, man's search, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, logotherapy. Um, so yeah, so I got, I got lost in that, and I forgot. I completely lost myself a couple of days, kind of just, you know, I did audio an audio book of his, um, uh, you know, of that book and a couple of other things he'd written. And I just got lost in it, and I was so immersed in it that it completely escaped you know, me that we were going through this. And that was actually during the first two days when I was really enjoying myself because I was completely just connecting to that. What's the, what's the cliff note version? Sorry. Um, so what, the, what is the search for meaning? Basically, okay, so there's three schools of, of like psychotherapy, right? Uh, uh -huh. They all came out of Vienna. His is the third school. The first one is Freud who, um, who, you know, it's search for pleasure, right? Or man's, you know, man's uh, search for pleasure. The second one is Hadler, man's search for power, right? He's all about power and that we, it, that we um, act out of insecurity in order to achieve power. And then Frankl's was we, you know, we basically are creatures of meaning and that by, as long as there is, you know, and he quotes Nietzsche who says, as long as, uh, there is a why a man can withstand any what. I think it's something mm. like that. Do you believe that? I really do. Yeah, I do. I mean, what he's saying is basically like, and that I think is a really good paradigm for what we're going through is, that, um, you know, as long as we have meaning, you know, then there's a purpose of, you know, for living. And through the search for meaning, we can actually cure ourselves of, you know, a lot of these diseases of the mind, right? So he uses as a basis for it, for his school of psychotherapy. Like the first question he asks his patients are, why do you not commit suicide? Hmm. And based hmm. on the answer to that, he knows what it is that has meaning for that patient. And then he builds that, well, he built, he, you know, he's been dead for a long time. 
but it, what his adherents that they they build meaning around whatever that answer is because that's the mm. whole that's the only purpose that you know person has. So I, anyway, I found it really interesting. So did you unbox your meaning? No, that's that's the second part. I haven't I haven't gone beyond theory yet. <laughs> but isn't that the next step, right? Um, no, I don't know. Well, so, so there's, according to him, there's three, there's three types of categories of meaning, right? One meaning is kind of the, you know, I wouldn't call it achievement, but it's a project, you know, your, your creative or professional life, you know, it's right. manifesting kind of activity, right? Or some kind of objective through that. The second one is through, um, I guess, relationships, right? Whether right. it's your family, whether it's your romantic you know, partner or whatever. And then the third one is through suffering. Um, so this one I find really interesting, right? Because he was a, <clears throat> a Holocaust survivor and he wrote mm -hmm. all this stuff is based on his experience in the Holocaust. He basically was saying, look, the one thing that the people that survived, you know, Auschwitz, which is where he was, what they all had was they all had, had meaning. They had, you know, and, and they could find meaning through their suffering and through their pain. Mm. Um, and that is, that is the last arena for meaning before we die is through suffering. And if we can, you know, we, you know, realize some meaning or some awareness through that experience, right. Then, then that is, you know, that's a domain where we can find meaning. It doesn't mean we should, be masochistic and seek that suffering. Mm -hmm. We should avoid it if we can, but if we are in it, there is meaning to be found there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, well, no wonder as, they say, <laughs> as they say, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way, man. Who, who fucking said that? I wonder who quoted that one. I hope it's a hip hop artist. There's a will, there's a way. I like the. Maybe it was like. I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm pretty sure that's been around before. Uh, for you sure it's not like Snoop Dogg, DMX, <laughs> <laughs> Kanye West. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, um, yeah, you know, that is interesting. Uh, part of my 21 day challenge, dude. Oh <laughs> shit! By the way, can I say two things about that first? Yes. yes. Like you're basically just doing, uh, uh, you're basically just doing Benito 366. But you, bro, you haven't posted in like three months. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Secondly, <laughs> guess what? Guess what album is dropping next week? Kanye West. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Well, no, it's dropping this Friday. Of course, because I'm not listening every, to that. Every, everyone, no, come on, bro. We have to. Here, here we go. Who's what? What's that? dropping next? No. Can you hear that? No. 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 Right, um. Okay, I'm gonna play. You're gonna play this because I can't believe. This oh, is it? Is it? Um, uh, DC yeah, Fontaines. I was going to be the theme song for this, this uh, podcast. Oh, nice. 
I always thought we should come in with the beginning of our podcast with a song. I'm into it. We love space, and we do need to jazz it up a little bit. Um, you know, funny enough, I discovered that band last year during my 21 day challenge. Where? Oh, really? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. There's so, it's just, it's amazing. You know, the only other band that, that rivals them right now in my mind? Idols. Idols. That's what I said. Did you just say Idols at the same time? Yeah, I just said the Idols. We just become best friends. <laughs> Bro, come on. Um, anyhow. Um, do you, I just discovered this band today. Again, just like Total Black Hole. Have you heard of a group called the 13th Floor Elevators? What? What? Dude. Okay. They were a psych rock band from the 60s based out of Austin, Texas. They were, they were together for only four years. They, it's like a cult, okay? Their Wikipedia page, I was like, I've never heard of this band. It's fucking bananas. Like you sound like a fangirl right now. Dude, they're, it's crazy. And they were pretty much like notorious because they were on acid for the entire duration of their band. For, you have to look them up. And their music is obviously like psych acid rock. But um, th- th- there's like, now there's like a cult book coming out. Even Pitchfork wrote about them. Uh, which is like, eh, whatever, Pitchfork. But it's like, man, how have I not heard of this fucking band? The 13th Floor Elevators? Yeah, I've never heard of them. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. It's so cool. It's so uh, cool. Wait, they have an electric jug player? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's bananas. Wow. So yeah, those little, you know, those little gems. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it interesting while you're sitting around, you know? Yeah, I actually just, I, I put together a, a, one of my playlists. My, um, my it's my uh, COVID playlist. Ooh, sounds depressing. Well, I gave it a I call I gave it I gave the playlist like sort of a catchy a cute name. What's it I called? Co video killed the radio star. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Wow. Yeah. I think you might need to go back into the woods, dude. Dude, I gotta read some more Victor Frankel. <sighs> oh, by the way. Earlier, you uh, mentioned uh, uh, um, Groundhog Day. Have yeah. you seen the uh, new Andy Samberg film? Oh, Tom no. Spain. I didn't even like, realize he had a movie out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like a, a, a take, a redo of that movie, of uh, Groundhog Day. Bro, you cannot remake Groundhog Day. No, no, no. It's not a remake of Groundhog Day, but it's it's built around the same premise, right? You're stuck in a day forever. Oh, and he tries to kill himself. Just like, you know, just like Groundhog Day was. I feel like Groundhog Day should have a second reiteration without the rom-com. Like, do we always... (laughs) Why do they always have to have a romantic... Like, you know what I'm saying? That was such a playbook in the 90s. Like, there always has to be a romantic interest, even though the, the premise of the story is just brilliant as its own. Like, 
waking up in the same day over and over again. Like, how cool is that? But then it they have just grown end, a love interest. It should just have ended with like, you know, after he falls in love with Annie Miguel and he wakes up and he's actually still, it hits, you know, the, the, the clock radio speaker, yeah. and sex or whatever. And then she just do a close pan up of his like just terror stricken <laughs> face. Cut to credits. End of movie. Dude. I've been having still the craziest fucking dream. So <laughs> my dreams are like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm loose. I do lucid dreaming because today was a classic lucid dream moment. So I've been waking up mad early because I'm like, again, part of my challenge. I've been doing a lot of running in the morning and <laughs> I made sure before I went to bed that I was like, I need to wake up at six o'clock. I need to wake up at six o'clock. And I did this like mental thing. And then in my dream, I was like waking myself up so I would not, um, I would beat the alarm clock. That was my dream, okay? So I woke myself up in my dream to beat the alarm clock and then realizing, wait a minute, I'm still sleeping. And then I fucking woke up and I look at my clock and I beat the alarm clock. What are you fucking Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Dude, it was so creepy to the point where I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, that yeah, sounds I, like a Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, I don't do weed, but boy, if I did, that, that, that would have been, that, is a, that was like a weed moment. Like I woke up and I was like, I like looked at my alarm clock. It was literally about to hit six o'clock and I stopped the snooze button and I was like, wait a minute. And then I had to like, just sit back and I was like, I just slept. I just woke myself up in my sleep knowing that I was still sleeping. So I had to like wake myself up physically. It's like inception. Yeah. The mind, bro. Mind. Mind. The mind. The mind. It's, like, it's just like a bunch of, a bunch of bubbles. <laughs> so many bubbles. So many bubbles. Anyways. Um, um, yeah. So, so pretty what, much. What, yeah. This is the point where we can really use a guest, huh? I feel like no one even wants to do anything right now because July just sucks in the in that kind of like meh. July is such a July is like a month. What food best represents this month? Put rice pudding. Rice pudding. Okay, why? It's like it's just like meh. it's like okay. It's not even a, like a good form of sustenance. Doesn't but it's also not good for it, you. Yeah, it's like rice and it's a pudding, so it's a it's dessert. Why? But it also it's like a rice. It's like that's July rice pudding. Mm. Um, I, uh, I I need to I need to I was doing so well in the beginning of this thing, like health wise. I was like fit and shit, and <laughs> I'm just just don't care right now. I don't care about anything. Um, what, so what have you been doing? Have you been eating? You no, know, and people are always like, you know, like you want to get to a point where you have no needs, no desires. Just like, I know you don't. It's a horrible place to be. Who says that, dude? Isn't that Who a, says that? A mental tenant of most Eastern religion. If you're a fucking Buddhist, that yeah. 
is like in Tibet and all they worry about is seeking enlightenment. Yeah. Too much pleasure. I don't know. I feel like, you know, everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. No, I think we're all on the same journey right now. <laughs> That's I think so. Kind of congested. Some, some people are like just having a having a blast. Like who? My mom. Yesterday she sent me like a really funny something, you know. That's our it's our one to show uh, Esther's mom reference. No, but I'm just saying she's like always having a blast. She's our secret special guest every. Uh, oh my god! Please let's not have her join. Oh, her on. oh my god, that would be horrific. Uh, but also, know. also probably really amazing. At the same I'll bring my mom on too. It'll just be whoa. But it could get way too religious. Mm-mm. Yeah. Is your yeah. mom religious? My mom is very, she's spiritual, but very culturally, I guess, a very strong cultural identity. What does that mean? She's like, she's like very, you know, like proud of her Jewishness. Oh, but, but, but Jewishness as a culture versus a religion. As a culture more than, yeah. Well, that's the weird thing about Judaism is that it's like, you know, there are certainly religious, you know, um, there's, there's people that practice Judaism in a very fervent way. But if you ask those Jews what makes them Jewish, it's not a set of religious beliefs. It's a kind of culture or identity. It's not, it's not written, and it's loosely based on religious precepts or, you know, or religious holidays, but those are also just kind of cultural festivals more than they really are religious, you know. Do you have any deep desire to like study a a particular religion and like get serious about a a religion? I'd like to know more. I'd like like to be conversant in every religion so that I can, you know, basically, I want to be able to like battle, do battle with like narrow-minded religious freaks and like beat them at their own game. <laughs> it is the most unreligious thing you said about religion. There's your answer. What's your answer? Yeah. I want to do battle with like. So I want to be religious so I could battle religion. No, I don't want to be religious. I want to know everything there is to know about every Like I want to have like the Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting moment where he schools the dude on 17th century American history at the bar and then goes, how do you like them apples? Like, I want to do that, but with like a, you know, like a, uh, a Catholic priest or a fucking Sufi, you know, <laughs> ma- master and just, you know, like. I feel like you want to do that with every subject, don't you think? Um, like yeah, if you were, if you yeah. were like, I don't know, wanted to like learn about like the history of the, armadillos like you were like oh come at me armadillo expert I fucking oh, know mean, that armadillos you mean armadillos pastoris <laughs> from the genus of no i don't know yeah exactly uh, yeah exactly those yeah. founded in 14th century bc yeah most people yeah. think they're related to to africa but in fact 
Yeah, I feel like that's just who you are. Yeah, like pretentious and blowhardy. Like, <laughs> like plop in an expert right now. Just like, come on, just plop in an expert, and Ben will be like, actually, you know, I read somewhere. But that's not an endearing <laughs> quality. That's like, that's the fucking guy you want to, you know, kick between the legs guy. God, am I that guy? Shit. <laughs> hey, man, Victor Frankel, search for meaning. Right, my meaning is, obviously, I've really, you know, thought deeply about it, my meaning. <laughs> My meaning to my mean my meaning to trump everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck armadillos. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck triple double a rabbi. (laughs) That actually sounds terrible. Don't Google that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could take that out. No, no, no. But no, like not not like having the sense of like um like like you know like um like rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, can't eat pork. Like, just like, just knowing like these like constrictions in your life because it makes you holier. You never have that kind of like desire to be like, man, what is it? What does it take to be like righteous? And then you have, I mean, every religion has like a rule book. And for you to like really go deep into it, just out of curiosity, if it does make you righteous or feel holy or the only you know i always i mean look it's not like i wasn't at you know schooled or brought up with a religious education like i was um oh you were active yeah like, I, went as to, in like- I went to really really religious voice school in london where mo- mo- you know, i would say of like a hebrew school uh, it was it was basically like a like a, a yeshiva like it was like a you know straight up you know most of my you know, my peers are, you know, I wouldn't say they're like black hat Hasidic Jews, but they're like wickedly religious with like 10 kids and stuff. Um, but I always found it bullshit. I, you know, I never really believed, just don't believe that there's a clockmaker or a, you know, I, I, I do think that there's a spiritual, you know, there's a spiritual um, realm that I think, we should all try to connect to, but I don't think there's rules there. I mean, yeah, you know, there's basic rules of decency and, you know, like, you know, the, you know, the basic shit, don't kill, don't steal, all that stuff. Moral codes. That, but, but there's no, I don't think there's any consequence to that. It, you know, there's no like judge, you know, and jury, um, and executioner. I think it's just, I mean, more in karma and, and even just what it does to you, to, to yourself, you know, in, in this lifetime terms of how it makes you feel, makes you less connected to the universe, which I think is the ultimate punishment, you know? Have you seen the Hulu show Rami by any chance? Yeah, I like it a lot. I, so see, I just finished season two. That's part of why I'm asking is that it was, it was so fascinating for, for him to like, he had this deep desire, you know, to be like embody his religion of being Islam and following all these rules and, you know, and, and, you know, that, you know, Islam is very like, you know, no pork, no alcohol. He was like on the right path. He, spoiler alert, and he fucked it up at the tail end. And I just thought that was like the best ending of a season, you know, of this like. I was going to watch that season, but. uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) 
my God, did you not? I thought you just said you saw the freaking. I didn't see all of it. I thought I've seen oh, it. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus. Anyways, oh, it was really not, good. Not, not Jesus, actually. Um, but yeah. I, I'll watch it anyway. Uh, I think it's super well, like, to me, it's so clever in terms of that battle between the spiritual religious path and then just like the world and what it makes you do and the temptations it throws in front of you. Anyways, highly recommended. Shout out to Rami Youssef. Rami potential, Youssef. Potential podcast guests. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, let's try to get our listenership up a little first. Make the calls, Ben. Make the calls. All right, yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? Uh, what, uh, what's going on with your work? Like, everything, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you no, mean I mean, not, not specifically you, like, what's, but, like, just generally, like, your whole world, man. It's the arts. Okay, the arts. Well... My God, my colleague just sent me this really depressing text message. The NPR just came out with an article that says one third of U.S. museums may not survive the year survey finds. Can we pick which ones? <laughs> I mean, like the like Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum must survive. Um, I, you know, honestly, dude, the fact that I get to go to work. Right. And I have a steady flow of income that I don't have to necessarily worry about is like godsend. Allah, yes. Allah, 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 Jesus, whatever. Thank you, thank you, universe. Because yes. it's fucking rough, you know? Yeah. It's rough out there, you know? It's rough out there. It's getting rougher. I'm getting, that's, I think, the. I think July has been that besides the fact that it's the rice pudding of whatever it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, we're going to have to be fucking eating rice pudding for yeah. the next five months, six months, a year. I don't know. It's right. Well, what happened to hurricane hits? Get, dude, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, I think people are still in denial of just of life. <laughs> the fucking the skull fuckery of it all. Yeah. You know? And I think people are just like numbing themselves as much as they can because the reality of it is it is it is kind of like really unless you have this like leap of faith and you just like hope that everything's going to work out you you're going to be crippled crippled with anxiety and you're just going to sit around like legit just sit around and not do anything besides yeah. just be it's a really bad time to be like a nihilistic atheist you know oh i don't know actually it might be the best time for them because they're probably like finally well, <laughs> told y'all, everybody. Well, well okay, so you were speaking to one. So the, I felt that way for a while. Oh. I did. In the beginning, I was like, this is, how, this is how I feel on the inside. Like, great. 
the outside matches what I feel on the inside. The Holy Welcome Spirit. to the club, baby. Yeah. But, but, but once you kind of get over the, you know, like, again, you know, that's my wanting to, you know, like always like, you know, do battle with, you know, knowledge or whatever. But then once you actually internalize what that means, like, it's fucking dark, man. It's a dark place to be. So. Um, yeah, and then you kind of like couple it up with some positive, funny Adam uh, Andy Samberg movie. Just try yeah. to balance it out, right? Because that's what yeah, even, life is. But even in a yeah. funny movie like that, you're like you're connecting with the darkest parts about it, like him waking up every day and it's Groundhog Day. You know? Okay, fine. Let's just take him out of. Um, I'm thinking about a really good fun movie. I can't really think of anything that's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm excited July. about Fontaine DC though. The what? Uh, the, the Fontaine's album. Oh. It'll probably be very dark and nihilistic. Yeah, that's true. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, man. It's because I didn't have this for two, three weeks. I didn't have an outlet therapy dude it it's just like it's it's verbal it's verbal regurgitated therapy you just gotta talk it out right yeah and unlike my actual therapy i'm not actually trying to like say anything that'll that i think <laughs> well you're trying to one-up your therapist i'm sure actually what you were just psychoanalyzing I don't, I want, I don't want to ruin her, like, pick, you know, her, uh, her view of me as the perfect patient. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't do your aura. You, yeah. you're, like, you're just like in constant competition with yourself. Isn't that exhausting? <laughs> you're constantly <laughs> losing to yourself, dude. How does that work? No. God, yeah. just oh, well. let it go, man. Give it up. You lost. That's, that's all pointless, anyway. Anywho, uh, what um, what was I gonna, what was I gonna ask you? Um, Ooh, should I tell you more uh, findings that I have oh, on my yeah. twenty-one day challenge? Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, tell. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, I learned a lot about Finland. Who fucking knew? Well, yeah. so, Finland's awesome. Yeah. Wait, didn't Finland also recently pay someone to not work? Like, like there was some, like there was some guy they gave him a salary to just not work. Like, 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 there is a universal basic income shit. There is a reason why Finland is the happiest country in the world. I thought that was Iceland. No, Finland. It's Finland, Denmark, and Iceland, whatever. All the uh, yeah, white, white Scandinavian countries, fine. Um, see, I wonder, this is a thing. Is it because we feel like, because we're in America, that July sucks? Because maybe someone in Finland thinks this month is, like, amazing. Well, yeah, because it's the only month in Finland where the sun comes out. <laughs> no, but I also think part of why we are feeling this way is because this country really sucks. 
Can we talk about that? It's not a great time to be in this country. This country is exhausting. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to Pennsylvania. My bad, whoever's listening from Pennsylvania. What up, Lori? What up, Lori? <laughs> my God. My preemptive beef squashing. Also, like, I'm like, guys, like, it was a, kind of a joke. It's from Facebook. Chill out, dude. Also, PA yeah. sucks. Yeah, because everyone's so fucking chill on Facebook. <laughs> I bet you my joke would have came across better on TikTok. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, if yeah. you had uh, cracked that joke at the TikTok mansion, they probably would have. You'd been like, yeah, PA sucks. PA sucks. Sucks PA. Yeah, that would have been a, a TikTok. Ooh, okay. Do you know who was the oldest person to ever live and how old she was? Methuselah. Excuse uh, me? <laughs> Methuselah? That's a biblical character. Um, no, was it, dude. Was it, it was like 120 years old? Close, 122. By the way, do you know that in, uh, in, in, um, in Judaism, one of the, the biggest compliments, not only really compliment, it's, it's, it's a blessing you bestow on someone is, it actually comes from y- Yiddish, right? It, and but it basically says, may you live to be 120. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's, a, that's a goodie. But do you really want to live to be 120? It's a long fucking time. Especially if it's like Groundhog Day every day. Yeah. Okay. If, here's a question for you. Okay. If you knew, if you, knew <laughs> you could live to be 120, but you would experience rice pudding month for at least a bulk of that remaining years, would you live to be 120? Okay, first of all, that's the worst crafted question I've ever heard. Okay, all I know is that the biggest takeaway from this podcast is the fact that July is rice pudding. It's brilliant. I'm Dude, fucking, fucking genius. This fucking episode is rice pudding. You know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like... Rice pudding is like Pennsylvania. So anyone that like really loves rice pudding, we apologize. <laughs> but, I, okay, answer your question. I would take 120 with a few rice rice pudding, you know, months. Oh, really? Yeah. Because there's meaning to be found in suffering. <laughs> wow. And with that, I think we should end this episode. Yeah. Um, I will end it with one other really great finding. Okay, so this was really, really depressing. So this guy, Ronald Wayne, he was one of the co-founders of Apple Computers. Oh, he sold him. Yo, can you fucking believe he sold 10% of his, (laughs) 10% of Apple for $800. Oh, wait, and I know, but can I get, okay, when you're done with that, I'm going to give you the mirror kind of image story that actually has a much happier ending. About Ronald Wayne? 
No, about giving away a fortune, giving away stock that today would be worth like billions of dollars, but it's a happy. <laughs> Is this a personal story? <laughs> no, that would not be a happy ending if it was personal. Uh, okay, go on. Okay, so Wayne Buffett's son, Wayne Buffett, Warren Buffett's, no, Warren Buffett's son. <laughs> I'm thinking Jimmy Buffett. Warren Buffett's son. Jimmy Buffett's son. Okay, go, go, go on. Um, he, so his, so Warren Buffett gave all of his kids like a bunch of stock like 35 years ago, right? Okay. And some of the kids kept it and they're like multi-billionaires and he sold it immediately. And he sold it so that he could have enough money to pursue his like career in music, right? And, and so they interviewed him about it. He was like, I don't regret it for a minute because selling, he's like, I, selling the stock at that time gave me the time in order to work on my craft for two years. And it launched my career in music He's got, he's won like Emmys and shit. Like he does a lot of music and like TV. What's his, what's his name? Something Buffett. I, I don't know. I don't know his first name. Someone Buffett's son. Okay. So what the, the, the part about this guy, Ronald Wayne, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Is, Ronald like, Wayne. Like, we don't know what he did with that money. Maybe he did some rap. $800, dude. $800. No, I think it was like eight grand. But anyway, no, point, it was eight hundred dollars. But but maybe that eight hundred allowed him to do some some shit that like was positive for him in a good direction for his life. No, he's actually pretty sad. He tried to write a book about him being that guy. It um, didn't. It it didn't do so well. He's like the vanilla ice of the investment. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, don't be like Ronald Wayne. Be like Warren Buffett's son, Jimmy. <laughs> dude you you can't do that you can't say jimmy buffett is warren buffett's son because people are gonna believe you i know i know actually that that if that is true my god life is life is amazing can you believe if warren buffett is the father of jimmy buffett oh my god it would explain a lot God, we should fucking... One of the two whitest people I've ever encountered. I wonder if, if there's a way we can convince a good portion of the American public, if that is facts, based on... Like, we can go through, like, the QAnon channel of, like... God. You know what I'm saying? Oof. Yo, that's the next level. Warren Buffett gave birth to Jimmy Buffett. Wow. And with that, we're done. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, next week, stay tuned. For one hour, mercifully. Mercifully, one hour. All right. Well, um, stay. Don't disappear. We got to figure out next week. This is going to be an episode. It's just like a quarter. It's a rice pudding quarter episode. We're not really going to deem it as like a legitimate. No, this is like an outtake episode. Yeah. What do they call? They have those things on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Like the Ask Me Questions podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, or the like crap content goes. Perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Laters. <laughs>